What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies podcast here with you for the Wyndham Championship 2021. This is the DraftKings Picks and Preview Show. I'm your host, DB. I got Pat Perry with me as always. We're here, and uh, we're, we got some stuff to do. We got some stuff to do, yeah. but before we do that, we got to pay the bills. We pay the bills with fantasynational.com slash TJ. That's the place to go to get all your stats, to get all your golf intel, to get everything you need if you're betting on golf or playing on playing on DraftKings or FanDuel, wherever you play. That's where you got to go is fantasynational.com slash TJ to get 20% off any level membership that you choose. Hey, right now, if you do it, and you get the monthly, that's going to ride you through this week and all the FedEx Cup playoffs that are coming up in the next few weeks. So you could get that month at like 8 bucks if you use that that promo code URL. Tell them the Tour Junkie sent you. We've been working with Fantasy National for years. They're the best. We appreciate them. Thanks for supporting the show. And if you support the Tour Junkies and you bet on golf, you need to have a Fantasy National membership ASAP. There you go. Uh, Pat, I'm drinking Wild Leap tonight and uh, some soda. I'm excited. You look like you got a little Wild Leap beer in hand. You've been doing a lot more beer lately in 2021. Yeah, well, yeah 2021, year of the beer for me. I got this uh, this great fruit. Fruit. Great fruit. Wild Leap. It's good stuff, good stuff. And you know what? The best part about it is 8.2 yeah. alcohol percentage there. Yeah. Really good. Double IPA. It's good stuff. Yeah. DB, I'm kind of coming in hot tonight, though. You know, it's been a long day, and I'm kind of angry. Okay. Already. Great. And this should be good. Yeah. And, you know, everybody wants kids. You want kids, okay? Um, you want to have a kid? They're all great and they're all cute and they're babies and things and they have their first words and then they, you know, they walk and then they, you know, they start getting a little annoying when they start to walk and stuff because then you got to actually like you're just trying to make sure they don't, you know, die or anything. You want to keep them alive, things like that, you know. Um, but then they become teenagers. OK. And they they basically become just little shits. They're little shits when they're teenagers. And, and look, I know you had a, an incident with your teenager yeah. a few weeks ago that was scary. And things, luckily, thank God, have all turned out right. But you know what? Sometimes they're a bunch of little shits and it pisses me off. And they don't listen to you anymore. And they're not cute anymore because they talk back to you. And they do all kinds of stuff. And it's just, I, I don't, like, having a child is wonderful. But having teenagers is not. It, it just isn't. There's not a whole lot of good things about it. And, and you warned me of this, DB, like two or three years ago. You were like, Pat, you're going to have a teenager one day. And these are all the things. You were very. You had a lot of foresight. You were telling me a lot of good things about what I needed to learn. And I didn't listen to you. I didn't listen to you. And I wish I had because now it's happened. And I can't stand it. Can't stand it. So there's my... My, my rant to start on wh- how I'm feeling. I want people to know how I'm feeling leading into the podcast tonight. I may turn into like oh. nicer, calmer Pat, or I may just be angry the whole night. I don't know. We'll see what happens. T's and P's, man. T's and P's. Uh, it is tough. It's brutal out there. All the, all the dads out there, maybe a couple moms listening that, that got, some, uh, got some of them teen aggers you know, at the house, then maybe they know what's up and maybe they'll send us some love. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll send us a yeah. little bit of love. Uh, yeah, so prayers for you, prayers for me, because I, I could see you maybe going off on me in this show. If, you, if you're starting off basically three hours worth of content that we're going to be doing tonight this angry, I, I don't feel good about our relationship at the end of this, but we'll make up, as we always do, and we'll move yeah. on. Um, hey, it was an interesting week last week. I do have to give a shout out to the winner of the Nut Hut Listener League, Bryn10, scored 598 points, won the Listener League, and Pat... Boom. We only have one more chance, right? One more chance for someone to secure a spot into the Nut Hut Listener League Finals, and the winner of the finals will earn an all-expenses-paid trip to either Augusta to, to play Champions Retreat or to Savannah to play with Pat. And I'm, I'm for one, am extremely, extremely excited about that. So if this is the time. Yeah. What if you what if you weren't a member of the Nut Hut and then you were like I'm going to join and then you join and boom bang bing boom you win. You win this week and then you end up in in the finals. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great. I'm glad. I think the way we did it this year there was a lot of discussion before we moved into uh 
into this year's nut hut because last year we were kind of cowboy and we had no clue like about the listener yeah. league and yeah you know we saw that we weren't really as prepared but this year i think we did it in a great way we'll probably continue it next year but i can't wait to be in uh savannah or in uh champions uh with our winner speaking of that we had more nut hut big victories last night ham hawk won uh 150k i think my boy david speaks who i see is in the youtube chat he won a bunch of money so um hey Way to keep doing it. Way to keep doing it. It's, it's fantastic. Now, also, your boy hit another outright bet. DB's Big Balls betting card had Abraham Answer, Sam Burns, and Harris English all on the card for DB's Big Balls betting card. It's a free article, people. It's a free article, and it takes you five minutes to read it. It comes out on Wednesdays, tourjunkies.com. And now for the 2020-2021 PGA Tour season with the Wyndham and three FedEx Cup events to come. I am up in that article alone. That's not including Pat's outrights and first-round leaders that he has hit. We're up 56 units on DB's Big Balls betting card alone for the 2021-2022 season. We're on a little bit of a heater, Pat. You remember, you had your heater. You had your heater, and then I was like, hey, uh, I, feel like, I feel like the heater's going to transfer. And what happened? Mm-hmm. I hit Cam Davis at 150 to 1. I hit Sepp Strzok at 120 to 1 first round leader at the Olympics. And here we are hitting Abe Answer at 40 to 1 with a lot of outs in the playoffs. So if you're not reading that, people, I don't know what you're doing. And it's, it, it's just, it's simple. But I gotta, I gotta say, I'm enjoying riding the heater. Yeah, it's been a good one. I, I'm, I gotta say, I'm quite impressed. Oh, yeah, um, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, good job, good job. Um, you know, but this it transfers a lot. We've done this for long enough that, like, I have some times, and then you have some times, and and uh, you know, right now, I guess it's you, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, it is. Either way, uh, you know, you, you got Crazy Marcus too, who's in the chat. He he has he's hit a couple of them lady bets. You know, he's good at the yeah. lady bets. He uh, he keeps real close tabs on those. Um, yeah, of course, I told everybody to bet Nellie Corda last week, and nobody listened. Pat made fun of me, but you know, anyway, she's the best golfer on the planet by far for the women, and uh, you should have listened. So that's that. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about last week, Pat? No, I think I think uh, you know it was it was whatever. Oh, um, you had the Barracuda, which they had uh, they had contests for, and then they took them all down. Which I whatever, but Eric was it Eric Van Royen that won that? Yeah, and, and I gotta say, field, and he's in the field this week. Yeah, he's and I gotta field. say, I am a oh yeah, that's right. David Speaks hit the parlay with Xander winning gold for the men and Nelly winning gold for yeah, the, the ladies. Fantastic stuff. Um, I gotta say, as a fellow joggers wearer of jogger pants on the golf course, I have a nice pair of joggers. I was not rooting for EVR. I'm not a fan of EVR after the outburst he had at the PGA or what, or US Open, yeah, whichever one yeah. it was. And I just can't ever, I, like, I can't predict him. I don't, I, I don't, I can't figure him out. He's probably a nice lad, but um, I just can't figure him out. I, I'm not a fan. I, I would have rather fellow jogger wearing Sam Ryder or, uh, I don't, is Ricky even a, I mean, he didn't play, but is he even a jogger wearer um, anymore? I just, he would have been the last guy in the jogger family that I would have liked to see win. One thing producer Sam did ask me. I don't really keep up with the jogger family. Oh, okay. A shocker. Uh, by the way, nice blue polo. That's a lovely blue polo that you have there. Is it Thank blue you. or am I colorblind? I don't. Is it it's blue? Na- well, it's navy. Which is in the blue navy. family. Navy okay. is a blue. Is in the blue okay. family, yeah. but it's not like the blue that you typically see me wearing. But anyway. Yeah. Um, producer Sam did ask. He said, "I want to know your take on the Bryson situation." And now we normally don't get into the extensive recaps from the tournament before. But I do want to sit here for a second and say I haven't had a whole lot of time to digest some of the stuff that went down yesterday. I was watching the entire back nine. Um, I had Harris English. I had, you know, and I thought that it was between English and Bryson the whole day, and I was pulling for English hard. And then he, he faltered, and then I was like, oh, my God, I could lose this. And then I started pulling for Sam Burns because I had him at 80-1. to 1. But anyway, here's the deal. I can't stand Bryson DeChambeau, as is very well documented. You're a new listener. If, if you didn't know that, I can't stand him for a lot of reasons. I think he brings a lot of stuff on himself. He continuously puts his foot in his mouth. And I do think that he's a narcissistic, 
uh, dude who thinks way higher than of himself than than he should. And uh, but a lot of those guys are like that out there. A lot of them are. Not all of them. We've met a lot of them that aren't. A lot of them we've interviewed on this show that are not. But we also have interviewed some that are. I, I the the whole thing going around Twitter today about the bullying of Brooks Kepka and and his fans going too far with Bryson on the course with the Brooksy stuff and the. And clearly it's getting to him. It, he, Harris English mentioned it in the post-round interview yesterday, um, which, by the way, can't say enough about Harris English. Like, what a stand-up guy. But that's what you get, man. He's a DGD, Georgia Bulldog, who is not afraid to, you know, after a tough loss, stepped in there and, and, and dealt with the media, which you can't say the same thing about Bryson. Um, but he was honest, he was candid, and he, he kind of said, like, you can tell it gets to him, and it would. And Harris felt like it was kind of a shame that that's what happened. I got a couple thoughts, and I haven't really worked all together like what my final stance is. I am a fan of the game and, and, and even the game outside the ropes or, or the, the, the fans outside the ropes changing a little bit, right? I, I'm not a, I, I don't think it has to be like, like it was in the, the Ben Hogan era where everybody's just prim and proper, we're wearing suits, and we're, we're literally golf clapping, right? I'm a fan of let's... Let's make it more enjoyable for the fans that are there. It's okay to get rowdy. It's okay to cheer for your fan, for your for your player. Um, I, I'm trying to be objective. Of okay, if it weren't Bryson, would I care if people were making fun of him? You know, audibly after he takes a shot. And I don't know yet. I do think he's kind of being a little pansy with the with the Brooksy stuff. Like, get over it. You know, go go out there and do your job. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. A lot of it you brought upon yourself. And I saw something today that was like, you know what? If somebody, if, if somebody at, a, at a Tampa Bay you know, Buccaneers game were, were calling Tom Brady Peyton Manning or you know, some stupid thing about Tom Brady coming out of the tunnel and Brady hears it, like, do we think Brady's going to get his panties in a wad and, and be all upset about it? Or is he going to go out there and throw seven touchdowns? Like, I, don't, I don't know that golfers are really well-equipped to deal with it, and apparently Bryson's not. But like, at this point... I know a lot of people are saying he's, he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't address it. If he calls him out and he tells him to, to get out of here, then he looks like you know, he's kind of being a, a wuss. If he does nothing, then it's bothering him. But I do think he could, I do think there's other things in between. I think he could, I think he could embrace it a little bit, and I think he could banter back, um, which he kind of started to do yesterday. But the jury's still out on my thoughts. I just can't stand Bryson. That's all I know. So. Well, I mean, yeah, the jury is not out on that thought. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have any thoughts on the situation either. Um, I mean, Harris English, you know, did a great job in the interview and whatever else. I mean, the thing about Harris English was just this his crumble to end the day, which was just awful. But um, but whatever. I don't know. All right. Well, that's enough of that. I don't want to get too much into that. Um, I will say this. As the 2021 or 2020 2021 seasons coming to an end, you know, we're go- we're going to get like a week long break between the the Tour Championship show, Ryder Cup and new PGA Tour season that was just announced last week. Um and then it's 45 straight episodes again. So, uh, almost. Um when this time comes, we always do a little bit of evaluation here at uh, TJ Enterprises, right? And so I would I would say a couple things. Number 1, in the chat, in the YouTube comments, maybe put in the comments what you would what you would change about the podcasts in 2022. What would you add? What would you take away? Are well, you sure you want to ask that? Yeah, because the, the comments themselves don't 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 jack us up. We just need comments. And so I think it's a good thing. We can get some feedback. The listeners can be a part of that. Every year we've done this and, and almost every year we make changes that are that are kind of what we hear from those who are listening. So yeah, take true. a minute. Be respectful, if you will. And just tell us, like, what's something you would do different or, or you know, make sure you want to keep or something like that. We'd love to hear it. Um, it is important because it is something we start to evaluate this time of year. Second thing I'll tell you is we, we need, like, one more sponsor, good sponsor, good partner for 2022. And, you know, preferably something that strikes really well with our audience, which is, like, 98% dudes um, between the ages of, like, 24 and 55 in the United States that love golf and have expendable income, which is a pretty awesome audience to have. So, um, you know, if you are someone or you know someone or you just want to help us out, you know, go, go sell it on the streets. 
you know, we need, uh, we need one more really good partner, somebody that can commit to six months, 12 months, something like that, and really be a good partner for TJ and, and help us get this thing going to help spread that TJ gospel and help make TJ full time, more content, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And if you're watching live on YouTube, put those comments in after the show is over, if you don't mind. But yeah, let's do that. Let's get a couple extra, like, you know, one extra really good partner. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do that. I think that's all I got. Pat, you got anything else before we move on? No, I think I'm good. Um, I've just, calmed down. Calm, I was just about to ask, have you calmed down? Yeah. Calmed okay. down. I'm feeling good. I think maybe uh, we may not fight tonight, DB. We may not. That, uh, that 8.2% grape, grapefruit, grape. Yeah. That's grapefruit stuff. That's stuff in was, there. That's, that's been, it's, it's, it's settling in a little bit. So. Well, um, you know, I, I do know that if you can't get one of those, you know, you can always go for uh, an Arnold Palmer spike, my friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, our friends at Arnold Palmer spank, spank, not spank. Spanks. Arnold, uh, spank. Arnold Palmer. That's that sounds like good. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Sexy it's, time, I like to call it. <laughs> our, <laughs> our friends at Arnold Palmer spiked. Give you that classic taste, iced tea and lemonade with that 5% ABV. That way you can have a few of them. You know, you can have a couple of them responsibly if you're on the course, if you're, you know, if you're on the yacht somewhere, or you just, you know, you just ran somewhere, you ran to the mailbox and back, and you're a little sweaty. You need to know something, okay? Uh, and you need to know that it comes in the form of Arnold Palmer spiked in your, in your, down your gullet at 5% alcohol by volume. It's just good stuff. You know, fairways, fair weather, long drives, doesn't matter. Short, short knocker, whoever you are, you can enjoy a nice Arnold Palmer spike uh, with that 5% ABV. And it comes in multi-packs or tall, 24 ounces, perfect for sipping throughout the day. You know, if you're on the golf course or the lake, maybe. So uh, find an Arnold Palmer spiked in a store near you. Good God. At arnoldpalmerspiked.com slash tourjunkies or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash tourjunkies2021, Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. Thank you to Arnold Palmer Spiked, not Arnold Palmer Spanked, for helping out the show. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about this golf course, Pat. You want to talk about yeah, it? Cool. Well, yeah, we are at uh, the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina. It is uh, Sedgefield Country Club, par 70, 7,131 yards. Great classic Donald Ross design. You got Bermuda grass from tee to green here. It does typically rank as one of the easier courses on tour. You've got tree-lined fairways. uh, Relatively tight uh, as far as the look to it, but they're not that difficult to hit as far as the fairways are concerned. Um, Yeah, I think the key this week is these Donald Ross green complexes. You know, you, you typically see some sharp runoffs, pretty undulating greens, but they're actually pretty big greens compared to what you might normally see with, with Donald Ross greens. They're not that small. Um, so I think you're just going to really have to be great on approach this week. You're going to have to be dialed in with the putter on these Bermuda grass greens. Just, I mean, ball striking to me, I think is going to be key as far as stats that we're looking at. And then you're going to have to score. I mean, you're going to have to score a ton. I mean, you look at, um, you know, you got both par fives are reachable this week. Uh, you look at the scoring, though. I mean, in 2020, Jim Herman, the Hermanator, won at 21 under. JT Poston won at 21 under in 2019, having zero bogeys, by the way, which is very hard to do. Yeah, I heard, zero I hear bogeys that. I hear that. For the entire tournament. I mean, and so that means you're definitely looking at, at some easy scoring in and in, in a relatively easy course, but that's still. Not to take away from that stat, but I mean, that tells you something right there. You had Sneds at 21 under in 2018, Stinson at 22 under in 2017, and Siwoo at 21 under. So right there in that 21 under range is winning every year here. Um, And I think you're going to see the same again. So for me, I'm looking at form, going to look at some course history, but strokes gained approach. You know, opportunities gained, those type scoring stats, I think are going to be huge this week for this this course. Um, so, there you go. Nice. Uh, our boy Josh Kistler in the chat just asked if that's a wiener on my hat. And yes, it is. And I forgot to mention, the reason I'm wearing this hat is in honor. It's, it's the dog father hat. And uh, it's in honor of our friend Dale Vallelli, the uh, caddy, regular caddy, for... Um, for Abraham Answer, your winner 
of the WGC FedEx St. Jude. Dale Valelli, friend of the podcast, caddy friend, been on the show. Uh, he's Abe's normal guy, but he's Canadian and he's having a hard time getting in the U.S. So he, like, he caddied for Abe at the, at the Olympics uh, and the Open Championship, I think. But couldn't caddy for um, for Abe at the WGC because he can't get in the U.S. How do you have a hard time getting in the U.S.? I thought we let we like let a lot of people. I thought we did too. I guess. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Like I guess he's at the wrong border. Um, but Dale, I mean, does he like keep showing up in the border, knocking on the door, and they're like, "Nope, wrong one." Go down. Uh, like, wait a minute. So, is that the uh, dog father? Get get his ass out. Get him out of here. We can't have the dog father in here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the dog father, he, he basically only eats hot dogs and cigarettes. So he's, he's just electric and he's got his own little clothing line. So go check him out. Del Valelli, the dog father. He's the man. We appreciate him. I texted him yesterday, actually, after Abe won. Such a stand-up guy. He was so happy for his boy. Um, good dude. Now, fun fact, we didn't talk about this, uh, Pat. The fill-in caddy for Abraham Answer was Benji Thompson, right here from, uh, from Augusta. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Yeah. We, we he's get... been doing it all year since, yeah. uh, Somehow get, he can't figure out how to get into the country, even though we let a lot of people in here. We need to get Benji on the show. Anyway, yeah, so that's the hat. All right, in terms of Sedgefield, yeah, uh, I agree with you, man. This is a scoring fest. It's like a wedge fest putting contest. Uh, I, I just want guys who can put it in the fairway, are going to be accurate, and then it's wedges. Like it, it doesn't matter how long you are, how short a hitter you are, you're going to be hitting a bunch of wedges into these Donald Ross greens, and it's all about making putts on these grainy champion Bermuda greens. So I did look at, at Bermuda putting. Um, yeah, I looked at that too. And other than that, like, I don't care about distance as much. I don't really care about around the green play because the green regulation numbers this week are usually pretty sky high, so everybody's going to hit the green. If you're, if you're missing the greens, you're already screwed. And, um, yeah, you got to make, like you said, you got to score a ton. Uh, and, and with that, you get a lot of variance, which, you know, if you hear the, the names that Pat mentioned that have won this thing, Jim Herman, it's 600 to one last year. My God, you can get some variance. Patrick Reed won here, but it was his first time, his first victory. There's a lot of first time winners here at this golf tournament. Siwoo Kim's first victory was here. Um, Davis loved the third one here a few years back as an old guy at 500 to one. So it's just one of those courses that it really opens up to anybody. The other thing to think about is this is the final event before the final FedEx Cup rankings are, are solidified and the top 125 get full status. So there's a lot, there's a lot that can be thrown around about that whole situation. Um, I think there's a handful of players both just inside of that 125 and just outside of that 125 that this is like, this is nut cutting time, boys. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to nut up or shut up. You know what I mean? And, and do this. So I, I will be mentioning some of those guys. I think you get, I think you give guys like that a little extra bump because we do see it, man. Like, and we saw it last, we saw it last, last year with Jim Herman, like it changed his whole yeah. trajectory. You know, you, you can say, you can sound like a real smart guy on Twitter and go, if you think these guys are playing extra harder because of da, 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 you're stupid if you think they're not trying every time. Well, they are trying every time, but like just like Brooks talks about majors, right? He always talks about how it's just easier for him to focus at a major championship, and it's easier for him to focus on preparation. He's not distracted. The same thing can apply for a guy like Scott Stallings, like sitting right there near the line, who, yeah, of course he shows up to every event and wants to play well, but like when the rubbers meet in the road at a week like this, you, you, gotta, you gotta believe that there's a few guys that that pressure you know, helps. Um, so I think that is something to take into consideration. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree there. Let's get on to the picks. Um, Pat, we got the 9K and above range here on DraftKings. We're going to give you three GPP plays and a fade in this range, starting with Hideki Matsuyama at 11,000, going all the way down to Bubba Watson at 9K. A lot of big names there um, in between. So, some of these guys, Tommy Fleetwood's one. Um, that we'll talk about another one here in a little bit, Ricky Fowler in the 8K range, guys who are kind of in that bubble. Now, these guys are going to have some level of status next year, so those aren't the kind of guys I'm really thinking are really sweating this thing, um, but it's something to take note of. So, uh, in, the, in the top tier, I will tell you this, Pat. I am going to play with some trepidation. I will say that. I don't, I don't feel fantastic about this one. Remember, we're talking about GPP. Plays. I know. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to play Russell Henley at 9,400. The approach play, the fairways, all that, you know, he hits fairways, he hits greens. The green regulation numbers are just so freaking good for Russell Henley. 
Uh, it's it's tempting, very, very tempting. T9 here last year. He's got some experience here to speak of. And the Bermuda putting is okay. It's it's not amazing, but it's not like Russell Henley bad because normally he's just god-awful. Um, Bermuda is actually his best putting surface by a long shot. So I think this is an opportunity to jump on Russell Henley with those green and red numbers. I think the, the track itself sets up great for him. Um, the next play for me that I do feel good about, this might come as a little surprise to you, Pat. I feel good about Jason Kokrak this week hmm. at hmm. 10K. I, I think he's going to be a GPP pivot play for sure, and I, I really like it. He's 21st in the last 24 rounds in approach, 11th in the last 50 rounds in putting on Bermuda. He's not going to check a lot of boxes if you look at fairways gained, but that's because he's, he's hitting a lot of drivers, right? But he can scale it back. Uh, he isn't, Ben will love this. He's a North Carolina boy, I think. Is he? No, he's not. Am I, am I making that up? I can't remember. Um, putting on Bermuda is actually, though, not, not bad at all. Um, like I said, he's in the top tier in the last 50 rounds putting on Bermuda, and it's his best surface as well. Um, and let's see. I mean, the history here is pretty solid. 15th, 6th, 57th, and 16th, his last four times around Sedgefield Country Club. Obviously a, a PJ Tour winner this season um, a couple times now. Charles Schwab and the CJ Cup. So Kokrak could get it done. And I do think that he gives you winning upside with a good record here and um, the, the kind of putting that could get it done and get hot and maybe, maybe even win again. So I like, I like that. I, I feel like I'm going to get some low ownership there. Maybe let me know in the chat if you think Kokrak's going to be chalky or not. But I don't think he is. Uh, yeah, I totally whiffed on that. Not from North Carolina. Why did yeah, I think I don't that? think you were close on that. I was like thinking about it. <laughs> um, uh. It's like when I, when I used to think Chris Baker was a European. I don't know. I don't know how I do this, but I do. Uh, the next pick for me is, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be the lower owned between the top three. Hideki, Louie, and Webb. I'm thinking Webb is probably the, the easy call to be the chalkiest play. With his history here, his daughter's name is Wyndham. Everybody's going to talk about that. He's playing better. So for that reason, I, I could pivot. So at that point, I'm, I'm taking the lesser owned of Louie and Hideki. I like both of them here. Obviously, Louie's putting is, is much better than Hideki's. Um, but, you know, Louie doesn't play here ever. Hideki's got some experience here for sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I, that's, that's my third pick is that is whoever is lower owned and whoever I can get a little better leverage on. I don't feel too strongly either way about either one of those guys. I'm just going to take the lower owned one and roll with it. But I, I like enough guys in this lower seven K range. that I think I can still make a nice lineup with one of those guys in it. Okay. So for that reason, I would say that, um, you know, I, I still like Webb, even though I do think he's going to be pretty highly owned. I think I can find some leverage somewhere else, and I'm, I'm fine with playing him. I love his history here. Um, you know, you look at his ball striking and his approach stats lately. They have not been as good, but it's, it's, it's coming around with his form as well because uh, he wasn't exactly healthy earlier in the year, but he's, he seems to be healthy now. Obviously, he has a great course history here. So at 10-6, I think Webb is a great play. I'll eat whatever chalk it is. I, I don't care, and I'll just find a little bit of um, a little bit of ownership uh, somewhere else with that. Um, well, my fade. I got to give you my fade. Okay. Sorry. Regrettably. See woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that. Ass. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm wearing the shirt. I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Siwoo shirt tonight. I love him. You know what? You know we love him. He's he's 182 pounds of South Korean walking electricity. He made the 13 on the par three, notably on the final round of the WGC, and still managed to shoot a 78. <laughs> I mean, if that's not if that's not what you need, if that's not what you need in a favorite golfer, I don't know what I don't know what you need. Um, but Siwoo is out for me, man. I, I don't think he's in it at the moment. I think obviously. The the Olympics situation was was something that meant a lot, um, and then he flies back over here and he's knocking this out. But aside from that, like Bermuda is his worst putting surface, and the putting has been pretty awful. He's 137th in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. That's the thing that that I don't like the most is that the irons have been terrible. 
Um, because in his in his past trips to the Wyndham, where he got his first victory and he's got some good finishes, we, we I know last year I was riding him. I had him. I had an outright pick on him when he collapsed on like six or seven here last year, and and Jim Herman took over. But in his five trips here to the Wyndham, he's gained fourteen strokes, over fourteen strokes on approach. And when you look at some of those tournaments, the weeks leading up, he was just hitting the ball so much better. And so I I just don't see the trend of a good a good iron week, a good approach week for Siwoo as something that's going to happen right now. And so, and and then of course at the 9,100 price tag and the uncertainty around that, I can't, I can't do it. Bad putting, bad approach. I, I think, mean, Siwoo's always such a nervous play though, whenever you put him in your lineup. I mean, you ever play Siwoo and actually say, I feel really good. A hundred percent. I do a hundred percent. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. I have, I have. Well, I think this could be a week where you could actually feel comfortable about him. I have some conviction with Siwoo, one way or the other. I tend to have conviction with Siwoo. Yeah, but okay. th- this week I do not. I'm out. I mean, he had a 13 on the hole last week, okay? But then he had three straight birdies to close his round, and he and he shot 78 with a 13. Like that. That's the only. He's the only player that I know that could have a 13 in a round. And actually, game positives from the, from the round. Like, he, like if he's sitting around with his team, flying home from the golf tournament, he's probably sitting there going, "You know what, guys? I feel like we got some positives this week going into Sedgefield, and, and we have a good history at Sedgefield." And then somebody on his team says, uh, "Well, you had a thirteen, Siwoo," and it's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, I had a 13. But I was dialed in on those shots. I was trying to hit it into a certain spot. I missed it by just a few inches. It went in the water every single time. And then I birdied three of my last four holes. A lot of positives, I think, that we can take from Siwoo this week. So okay. I don't know. If All I'm, right. Well, uh, hey, I, anyway. I, if you want to play him, I, got, I love it. I'm just, I, as the Siwoo, as one of the, the big Siwoo lovers, I can't do it this week. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, my other plays, uh, besides Webb, uh, I like Sung J M at 9,600, actually. You know, I think he's going to be a little bit lower on going into this week. The stats aren't fantastic for him. He is top 10 in putting, uh, strokes game putting, when you look at uh, the last 100 rounds for uh, Bermuda Grass Greens. You know, I mean, his, his approach and ball striking stats aren't fantastic. He's 41st in ball striking 40th in approach, but still, um, I, I think this is a great course for him. He's had top tens in his last two years here, T nine last year, T six, the year before that. Um, and if I can get a little bit lower on Sung JM, I like that here at 9,600. And then a guy I faded last week, Patrick Reed at 10, two. I, I like him a lot this week as well. Um, you mentioned the fact that he's won here before, so he has a great history here. You look at the stats for Patrick Reed. I mean, great on in ball striking approach, uh, putting on Bermuda, top 10 in scrambling. I mean, the guy uh, is a great course for him, and if he's going to find some form, which hasn't been fantastic, I think that he can uh, that he can find it this week. And so if I get a little bit lower on Patrick Reed, I like that as well. And then my fate is going to be Matthew Wolf. I just don't, I don't even, Matthew don't Wolf, like Wolf, 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 you got, you went Wolf. back to Wolf. I do that sometimes. Um, and so, I mean, you look at the stats, I mean, 106 scram, which isn't that, I don't care, scram, but the 135th in opportunities gained, 142nd driving accuracy approach, ball striking don't look good. It's not a fan of a uh, Wolf this week at 9,300. Gotcha. Um, that's pretty funny. We got a super chat from our boy Aussie DB, Daniel Bate up. Uh, $5.99 Australian dollars towards Pat's new coffee machine. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. I put that in the uh, Twitter on Twitter and whatever else last uh, night because I can't get the damn D scale, whatever the F D scale means. Is it still a problem? Is that still going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a good coffee machine, really. I, I will say this, like, I, I don't I don't think Keurigs are really that good. They're fast and they're easy, but they kind of suck. I, mean, I just need a really good coffee machine. If you want to put that in the comments, too, I mean, you can put all the stuff about changes and, and real stuff that DB wants to hear. 
But I would like to hear about a coffee maker that actually works, but it's not $600 in some sort of spaceship coffee maker. Fast, easy, but kind of sucks. Kind of sounds like like my first college girlfriend. You know what I mean? Just yeah. it's just one of those. You know, it's not a long term thing. You know, it's a short term, bing bang boom, let's go kind of thing. So sounds like you need something different. And the people in the chat are going to help you out with that. Also, your brothers in the chat. Shout out Directv Perry, Chris Perry, who also thinks. See, this is bull- BS. What he's saying because he said Keurig, Keurigs are shit. Well, but- he al- he also says he thinks that's his shirt, which would make a lot of sense because you're twins and you guys just came out of the womb wearing blue. This, how is this my his shirt? What is he talking about? He I said that he said that right? may be your shirt. I'm just telling you, he, I, you may have stolen his shirt. Yeah, is that my shirt? He wants to know how how would this be your shirt? <laughs> that's a stupid. I, I bought this thing at the Masters a couple of years ago. No, I bought it. No, I bought it in the fall from our DB. You can go check the receipts when we did the order in the fall. Oh, let me go do that. Yeah. Well, well, don't you don't you go to the Masters with your brother though? Like maybe the shirt got mixed up and no, this one was ordered when COVID times. It was the November Masters order. Hmm. You ordered that recently, so you you ordered another blue shirt in the last eight months. In November, yeah, yeah. Ten months. Okay. Whatever. <clears throat> I like the shirt. God. Fuck it. <laughs> here we go here we go all right i'll make this one uh pretty easy for me 8k range is simple for me i got two guys i like and the rest of them can kiss it kevin strillman at 8300 give me mm-hmm. give me strillman that little Love sh- that little dink and duncan short knocking son of a gun is playing his balls off this year uh, 13th in the field in stroke scene approach 15th in fairways gained over the last 24 rounds bermuda putting could be a little better but it's not you know it's it's okay um, but he's just, he's been hot, man. I mean, he, he stumbled at the travelers and the John Deere, but he bounced back 19th at the open championship. This has been one of his best seasons in a long time. Uh, Kevin Strillman. So I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's, he's not done great at the Wyndham in three tries, but I feel like this is just one of those courses that should suit him so well. And I just think he's probably never entered the Wyndham playing this well. So I'm, I'm in on Kevin Strillman. I think I might get some leverage there as well. Um, I'm also in on your boy, Charles Schwartzel at 8,100. Big fan there. He's checking a lot of boxes. Man, Charles Schwartzel's playing some good golf right now. I was kind of thinking, I was scrolling through, I guess I just, I feel like I've been paying attention, but maybe not that much attention. I was scrolling through the FedEx Cup rankings, and I was thinking, okay, Charles probably in that 70 to 80 range. I'm like, God, I keep missing him. He's like 44th or something. He's just had such a a solid, he's had such a solid year. Um, And he's just doing everything well in his last few events. I think Charles is a name that not a lot of people like to click. It doesn't feel like a sexy play right now, but I think it's an interesting name. He puts best on Bermuda. The the ball striking's been there. I think it's uh, I think it's definitely pot, you know Charles Schwartzel time at eighty one hundred. Limited history here, but I don't think that matters. Like let's let's roll. The fade for me is a guy I've already talked about today. EVR, forget it. I, I don't I don't care. Um, I don't care. The, I don't care that he won. I'm not playing him. He sucks on Bermuda. He's 115th in strokes gained approach and 85th in fairways gained over the last 24 rounds. Coming off that win is great for him, but I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the price increase for a guy who sucked that bad. And he got like it's the Barracuda. Like it is the it is a birdie fest Stableford event. So there's a lot of there's a lot of randomness. Yeah, if you could find a if you can find a number on EVR missing the cut, I would I would I would hit that number. So there you go. That's it for me in the AK. Okay. Um, well, I've got a... Uh, I guess I'm going to have to add one because I, you you took Charles and Strillman from me, which I, I didn't think you were going to take well, both. You, we can have the same guy. We had the same guys in the 7K last... last yeah, time. but I want to add one. I want to add something here. Add some value here to this. <laughs> I do like Seamus Power at 8,500. I mean... You look at this guy's stats. I mean, he he. I didn't like him a few weeks ago, and he proved me wrong. And I'm not just gonna. I'm not gonna have that happen to me again. I mean, he is sixth in the field in both ball striking and approach. He's fifth in scrambling, top twenty in opportunities gained, top twenty in putting on Bermuda. He's been in absolutely fantastic form lately. I mean, you look at his last few events. I mean, you know, first at the Barbasol. Eight top ten at John Deere, top ten at the Rocket Mortgage. I mean, there's just a lot to be said about Seamus Power this week, and I think this is another good course fit for him. Um, 
has played here four times in the last five years, made the cut three out of the last five years. So, uh, or three out of the last four. And uh, so I like Seamus Power there at 8,500. Now, did you, who was your fade? EVR. EVR. Um, my fade in this range, I think, actually, I didn't list it. It was a busy day for me. <laughs> it was a busy day. I, I, I forgot a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. There were some things that I forgot to do. And one of them was to pick a fade in this range. And you're stalling. So I'm just going to go with Kevin Nye. Just going to go with Kevin Nye because I, I took Ke- Kevin Nye has been on my never play again list. Okay. And so I'm going to take Kevin Nye again as my fade at 8,800. Okay. All right. What do you, are you prepared in the 7K range? You want to hit that? I think, I think so. I think I'm prepared here. Okay. Let's hear it. You want me to start? Yeah. Let's, why don't you start? Shit. So okay. you're not prepared. Um, you want me to go? No, I'm going to start. I'm going to start and figure this whole thing out here. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to start with JT Poston at 7,800. I like him. Look, stats are terrible for him right now when you look at the last uh, 24 rounds, but he is top, he's third in the field in putting on Bermuda. He has been uh, really good lately when you just look at this, his recent form. He had that kind of you know, really disappointing finish that second place finish at the Barbersaw, but then you know, back that up with a T28 at 3M, which I thought was pretty big for him. You know, obviously he has good course history here with a win. I think JT posting at 7,800, this is a good spot for him. I like that. Where is he in the FedEx Cup, by the way? Is he like uh, solidly he, in? Yeah, he, he's safely. He's, safely he's in. at 70th. He's at yeah, 70th, yeah. so he is pretty solidly in there, but still. I do like him there. I like Patton Kazire at 7,600. Um, you know, he has been... That's a no for me, like, dog. This, this year, he has been so hard for me to predict. And every time I play him, it seems like it's bad. And so maybe you shouldn't listen to me here. But you look at his last four years playing here. He's made the cut every single year with a T13 in 2019, top 25 in 2017. Um, you know, you look at the guy's recent results, 25th at the Rocket Mortgage, T11 at the John Deere Classic, top 40 at the 3M. So he's been playing really well recently, uh, you know, at 7,600. Also the stats, I mean, you know, for where he is, pretty good on approach and ball striking. He is number one in the field when opportunities gained. And I talked about how this is a scoring course and you got to be able to score. And he's also second and putting on Bermuda grass greens, that's pretty good. So I think Kazire, this whole thing, I mean, like if you just look at the stats, really, it sets up for a great week for him. Um, And then I'll drop down at 7,300 at our boy Patrick Rogers. I like him as well. I think he could have a good week. He's made eight straight cuts on tour, 21st in the field in ball striking, uh, checks the box and opportunities gained, and putting on Bermuda also. So I like Patrick Rogers at 7,300. And then my fade, and I don't even, I didn't even write down the price, 7,500. Ryan Moore, because Ryan Moore sucks. And I cannot stand Ryan Moore. I think he's, he sucks. And I don't even, I, I can't even, I can't even look at him. And so Ryan Moore is going to be my fade this week. Effing Ryan Moore. That's a fate of a man who came in hot tonight. That's that's for sure. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, uh, Pat, I can't stand Ryan Moore either, for real. I can imagine he'd be a real pain, pain in the ass to work for. Um, but, you know, everyday aches and pains, like working for Ryan Moore, or the kind that come from exercise, or just getting older, you know what I mean? Or stresses from life. Uh, are, they're some of the leading causes of sleeplessness, visits to the doctor, and missed golf rounds, you know? That's why a leading health clinic in Seattle invented a 100% drug-free relief factor. It contains four ingredients that activate a different metabolic pathway that supports your body's natural response to pain and inflammation. That's right. You got some pain. You got some inflammation. We got something for you. Now, tens of thousands of people are using relief factor to become mostly or completely pain-free. John S. says, relief factors relieve the pain in my shoulders and my knees. I'm able to pursue my hobbies of golf and fishing without pain. I've even taken relief factor for a month now. And even though I don't have a lot of pain, I am feeling a little more limber when I wake up and I get ready to go to the gym and I go to work like I do. 
Uh, the only way to know if Relief Factor will really work for you is to do what I did and try it for yourself. The best way to do that is to order the three-week quick start, now discounted for just $19.95 plus shipping and handling. So it just can't be easier for you to try it yourself. Just go to relieffactor.com slash tourjunkies, one word, and order a three-week quick start. You'll be glad you did. Again, to claim your three-week quick start for $19.95, go to relieffactor.com slash tourjunkies. Get that, get that relief, playa. Get that relief. Uh, Pat, I'm going to start with my fade in this range. And this is, this is the, uh, I guess, other than, other than EVR, this is the night that I just fade guys I hate to fade. Because I hate to fade this guy. I really do. But, Pat, you, you know, you're in finance. What, are the, what do they tell mm-hmm. you to do? They tell you to, they tell you to buy low and sell high. High. Ding, ding, ding. Buy low, sell high. A guy that I'm going to... And that I'm, doesn't mean do things when you're high. It means, like, actually, you know... It could. Or maybe you, it could. But it could. Yeah, you need, need to try to be in a pretty good state. I mean, I just don't have many reasons to do this. But I'm going to sell high, and I think he's, gonna, he's, he's, at, he's at the height of popularity right now for the limited amount of time we've seen him. He's going to be highly owned. Uh, he's playing great, and that's Mr. Mito Pereira. I like him. I love Misa Mito. I've been on him since he got out here. He's at seventy nine hundred. Um, but here are my here are my things against basically the 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 best thing I have against Mito, other than selling high because I do think he's going to be chalky. This is his seventh event in a row, which starts to get a little concerning, even for a young a young man like Mito. Seventh event in a row with a lot of travel being he was in the Olympics, he came back. I just feel like at some point it's got to catch up with him a little bit. And I do, I do see him being one of the top owned plays uh, of the week in terms of ownership. So in GPPs, I'm fading Mito and I'm going to hold my nose and do it. it I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. Um, you, gave, you gave some nice plays, Pat. I'm just going to do, I tell you what, there's a lot of names in here that I like. I'm going to give the three, uh, a few of the three cheaper names that I like to kind of help people out in that lower. I like that. I'm going to be generous. You know what I mean? I'm going to help people out in that lower nether region of the 7K. Um, And I'm going to start with with Bo Hogue. You know who's striking their ball really, really damn well right now? And that's Bo Hogue. Eighth in uh, strokes gain approach over the last 24 rounds. Checking the box and fairways gained. Playing well right now. I mean, recent finish, 16th at the 3M, 11th at the Barbasol, uh, 32nd at the Rocket Mortgage a few weeks back. Um, not a lot of experience here. Made the cut last year, finished 42nd. But Bo Hogue is also one of those on the FedEx Cup bubble. I believe he sits. Yes, he is the bubble boy. He is. A, well, I guess he's right there in it. He is number 125. So I like Bo down there. The way he's playing, he's checking a lot of those boxes. 7,100, you get a lot of savings there. And then um, two guys, oh, no, one guy at 7,200. You got to go. Uh, you could say the JT Poston was maybe a homer pick because we love JT and, and Fleener. I'm going to piggyback that with Joel. I think this is a great opportunity to play Joel Damon. Just played the Barracuda, finished seventh, I think, at the Barracuda. Had a couple you know, stupid low rounds there. He's in a birdie-making mood. And when Joel Damon is in a birdie-making mood, you ride it. You ride it till he bucks you. And I think we just do that with Joel. He checks a lot of the boxes here in terms of ball striking and accuracy. The putter's gotten better. He's heating up a little bit there, so I think we roll with that. Why are you doing that? What are you doing? I don't know. I just feel like doing something different. Okay. Uh, and finally, the last play for me down here in the bottom is going to be Doug Gim at 7,300. Um, 13th in fairways gained. 23rd in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds for old Dougie. Missed the cut last time out at 3M Open, but, you know, played well before that. 18th at the John Deere. Rocket Mortgage, 32nd. Uh, did play here a couple times. Missed the cut last year. Tied for 20th in 2018. I like old, I like old Doug Gim right now. I, I think this is a nice spot for him. He actually hits a lot of fairways, and the irons are good. I think we could see a good week out of Doug Gim. He's not, a, he's not anyone in, in trouble in terms of FedEx Cup standings. He's like 83rd, but... I think he'll give you a little bit of leverage down there in the 7K. Dougie, Doug, Doug, Dougie, Doug. Okay. Yep. All right, hit me with the 6K. All right, 6K range. You guys in here. I mean, this is a fun range for me this week. Um, you obviously could go Jim Herman, the previous, you know, the previous champ. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it checks a few boxes, but I'll tell you the guy right below him that I like. Brian Stewart. Okay. I, he, he popped a little bit for yeah, me. He, yeah, I, he pops. He, he doesn't excite you at all, but, you know, you look at, uh, he's 42nd in approach. He's 27th in opportunities gained, you know, very accurate off the tee. You know, he's not, he's kind of like Jim Herman light, you know, just a, you know, guy that just, you know, yeah. hit some fairways, hit some, you know, whatever. Um, but you know what? He's actually played really well. lately. I mean, he's been good. I mean, you look at the, the course here, he's finished uh T 51 T 31 the last two years. Um, but then you look at his recent results, not bad at all. I mean, not bad at all. He, T6 last week at the 3M, or two weeks ago at the 3M. Top 15 before that at the Barbersaw. Top 10 at the John Deere Classic. So he's been in the top 15 in his last three weeks. Uh, so his last three starts. I like Brian Stewart there. I think that is a good pick as well. Um, who else? Who else? Um, I think Sam Ryder. You like uh, you like the you know the the what did you call it? What are those pants? Joggers, called? the jogger pants. Okay, T twenty five at the three M, T three at the Barbasol. I mean, he's a guy that has uh, been pretty well, been in pretty decent form. Also, how about Roger Sloan? This is a Roger Sloan golf course. I mean, it's just it just is okay. Decent history here. Didn't he almost win here a couple like? Last year was it last year? No, never mind. P thirty one, P thirty nine. Anyway, I like Roger Sloan. That's all I got. Okay. Um, I like those. I'm going to give you a few. I like. I like. I'm going to start off with another another friend of the uh, friend of the podcast, Mr. Scott Stallings, who is one of those bubble boys that I talked about. Um, where is Scott? He's one seventeen, so he's fighting to kind of stay within that. Uh, within that top 125 there, but uh, Scott Stallings has a lot of experience at this golf course, <laughs> and he's been doing okay. Huh? <laughs> what? What is going on? All right. Okay. Good. God, he's he's been he's been playing okay. He hasn't had great finishes other than the Byron Nelson, where he finished third a few weeks ago. He's just been doing okay, kind of hanging in there. But he hits fairways, and the irons are always pretty solid for Scott. So I think I think Stallings is one to look at, and he puts pretty well on Bermuda. Um, and and Scott's got enough experience on the tour that I mean he could be one of those guys that co- pops up and wins this thing. I mean again, if Jim Herman can win, uh, if you know freaking Davis Love can win four years ago, five years ago, if uh, these guys can, you know, a guy like Scott Stallings could do it. He's a, been a stalwart on the PJ Tour for a long time. And then uh, another friend of ours named Bryce Garnett, who. Um, Bryce, where is Bryce? He is another one kind of in that FedEx Cup bubble. Where is he? Where's Bryce? Somebody help me. Where's Bryce? Garnett. Oh, there he is. 119. He's right there near Scott Stallings. He's just inside the bubble. Thanks for your help on that one, Pat. I appreciate that. But, you know, Bryce... You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, Bryce has a tremendous record here at the Wyndham. Um, and, and listen, we know for sure... Bryce loves a wedge, a wedge putting contest. Like that's what he likes. He likes golf courses where you hit it to the same spot, you wedge it in, you make the putts. His finishes here at the Wyndham, he's got two missed cuts and a sixth, two top two twenties, twentieth place finishes and a thirty second place finish. Uh, so Garnett, and he's been playing. He's had some some decent weeks uh, lately. So tenth uh, in fairways gain, twenty fourth in putting on Bermuda over the last fifty. I think Garnett is one to look at for sure. And then I'm going to go Norlander with the ball striking. The, the Bermuda putting is improving. I mean, h- how likely is it that you get a, a ball striker at 6,600 like Norlander, 12th in approach, 17th in fairways gained in this field over the last 24 rounds? Like, that's real solid. Oh, and he finished fifth his last event out at the Barbasol, and his best putting surface is Bermuda. Like, I think Norlander is definitely uh, a play here to consider and has been in one of the final rounds on a Sunday, even this season. So, like, if he gets in contention, I think Henrik can can get it done. So, um, I like Norlander. And then, finally, my last one is going to be Camilo Vajegas, uh, former winner here. Camilo's got plenty of experience here. He's also right there near the bubble at 129 uh, in terms of FedEx Cup standings. 
And Camillo's a little bit like um uh a little bit like Stallings, just like making cuts but not really doing anything extra special, but he's got some extra motivation coming to a tournament that he's got history at, being a former winner. He puts best on Bermuda surfaces. It's the only surface that he gains strokes on. Every other he sucks on. So I think Camilo Vajegas is also a possible play down there at 6,600. So a lot of value down there, I think, with those, with those guys. So there you go. Those are the picks. Um, Pat, let's do it real quick. Let's build our two-minute lineup. You up for that? Yeah, let's do it. Are you let's sure? Okay, so last week's lineup wasn't terrible. I, don't, I, I, I forgot to get it in front of me. Uh, last week's lineup was not bad. It um, now, if you remember correctly, you did deny me Sam Burns and Abraham answer. So you can go check the tape on that. That would have been nice to have. Um, but yeah, it's it it was pretty good. Hey, all six of them made the cut. We got six of six through. Shout out us yeah. on that. Good for us. We did that one well. But uh, yeah, a couple people in the chat said they played it and it it cashed. It was min cash, but it cashed. So whatever. Now, Pat, I feel like this one's going to be harder tonight. Will you run the clock? Sam, producer Sam needs uh, needs you to run the clock, and I'll I, I got the lineup here. So can yeah. you put a can you put a timer on? Or did we do two minutes? Is that what we did? Yeah, two minutes. Uh, Pat, are you getting into it in the chat again? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Two twenty, two two minutes and twenty seconds. That's what you're doing. Wait, I'm doing the I'm doing the clock. Yes, you're doing the clock. Okay, hang on. Maybe if you pay that. attention to me instead of the chat, because right. you can't focus yeah. very well. You're an asshole. Well, there um, takes one to know one, I think. No, that's true. That yeah, that's true. All right, so tell me when to start, and then we'll get going. All right, are you also like, are you of, are you of the mind you can, you can do this? Are you going to be okay? Yep. You're going to get mad at me? Nope, let's go. All right, it's a GPP lineup. We're going to try to agree right, on tell it. Tell me when to start. Like, when do I, I start? Know, I will. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. GPP lineup. We're going to try to agree on the picks um, and get it done in the next two minutes and 20 seconds, then we're going to be out of here. All right, you ready, Pat? Yep. Three, two, one, start it. All right. Okay. Uh, can I interest you in... God, we did not agree up top. This is, this is already going poorly. What, uh, Russell Henley? You like Russell Henley? I think I could go Henley. I could allow Henley. Okay. Who else up top? Uh, I would like Sungjae right above him. Ooh. Okay. Okay, if you don't like we'll that. Go, we'll go. For, to... We'll go for that for now. So are we going more balanced here? We're not going to go anybody up top because. No, I could go. I could go. Um, I could go Reed. Okay, do we want to go super studs and duds? Because now, if we did those three, we're at like sixty nine hundred on average. What if we? What, could I interest you in any Norlander? Mm -mm. Oh, nope. Okay. What about um? What about Bryce Garnett? I could do Garnett. This is I a like GPP Garnett. lineup, man. So you could do yeah, Bryce like, Garnett over Norlander? Wow. Yeah, yeah I like Garnett over Norlander. All right, we're actually. still struggling. We, we're still average of 7,000. Now, a guy I didn't mention that I like down here is KH Lee. Do you like KH Lee at all? 6,900? Nope, nope, no KH Lee. I don't like this nope. construction right now, honestly. Okay, yeah. Well, we got Garnett and... Uh, I don't like this. We got to get rid of, of M, Henley, or Reed because this is not... I don't like the way this is looking. I took out him. I never even put in him because oh, oh, you didn't get Oh, me. oh, okay. All right. All right. So now we're average 7,900. We got a, how much time do we have? Uh, we have, Ooh. um, we only have 45 seconds. What, what about Charles Schwartzel? Okay. Go, go Schwartzel. You love Schwartzel. Yeah. Um, what about, that gives us oh 8,500. Oh what about, what about, uh, Joel? What about we go Joel and then we go big? That gives okay, us eighty three hundred. Oh no, that doesn't give let's us eighty. Let's no. go, Joel. Let's go. Okay, we, we, got, have, we don't have to. We have to do it. We don't have enough time. We only have eighty three hundred left. Strillman. No, then we're using our. No, max. no. Our team right now is Damon. No. Garnett. Henley. Reed. Schwartzel. Hen oh, I didn't put Reed in yet. Well, you said Reed. Okay, I'm putting in Reed. All right, we have one more left at eighty three hundred. Uh, Poston. What about Strillman? They were maxing our we're maxing our salary. So what? Okay. Who cares? All right, done. Are we done? Yep. Did we did we run out of time? Nope. Timer hit right when I hit Strillman. <sighs> I feel like this so is gonna be. I think this is gonna be too chalky. So the team is. The team is Joel Damon. Mm -hmm. Joel Damon, Bryce Garnett, Russell Henley, Patrick Reed, Charles Schwartzel, 
and Kevin Streelman. Yeah. I think Joel's chalk. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not. We did use all of our salary, which normally we wouldn't do in a G. We're not, not in, if we're making one lineup for a GPP, we might leave some money on the table. But um, yeah, that's the lineup. Joel, Bryce Garnett, Russell Henley, Patrick Reed, Charles Hortzel, Kevin Strillman. I feel good about really all of those. I, I'm a little queasy on Reed, but I, f- I feel I like all the other picks. All the other picks yeah. were guys I mentioned too. So it was names yeah. we agreed on. We did good. All right, we got it done. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're going to go do the betting show now, talk about some different names, talk about some outright picks, head-to-head matchups, top 20 bets, riding a hot streak, having a good time doing it. Thanks for watching. Be sure and hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment. What would you like to see done new in 2022 or done different? We appreciate the feedback. Thanks for everybody listening. Have a great week. May your screens be green. See ya. Out.